Section 121 of Loss of the Sultana by Chester D. Berry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 121. George W. Stewart. I enlisted in the service of the United States on the 6th of January, 1862, as a private in Company D of the 40th Regiment Indiana Veterans Volunteers was on duty in the Army of the Cumberland until the Battle of Franklin, Tennessee, which took place on the 30th day of November, 1864, where I was taken prisoner. I was captured at the time of the charge of the rebels under General Pat Cleburne, and sent to the rear as a prisoner of war. I had $200 and a silver watch worth $50 taken from me. From the battlefield I was taken to Columbus, Tennessee, and kept there until the last of December, then marched to Corinth, Mississippi, from there by rail to Meridian, thence to Selma, Alabama, and finally to prison at Cahaba, Alabama. In this prison there were about 2,500 prisoners, and we were all on short rations, the customary treatment of prisoners by the Confederate States. I cannot tell the date when I left the prison, but I think it was the last of February, 1865. I was with the first detachment that went to Vicksburg, Mississippi, and a hard time we had of it. We did a great deal of forced marching to get there. I never can forgive the quartermaster for not giving us rations on the night we arrived at Black River. He held the rations on one side of the river, and us on the other side. Fourteen hours, without anything to eat. We lay in camp until we were placed on board the Sultana. I had a jolly trip to Memphis. Being the son of a steamboat captain, I was at home on the river. At Memphis I was in town till midnight, and was awake when the boat was at the coal yards. At the time of the explosion I was sound asleep on the larboard wheelhouse water-box on the hurricane deck. When I awoke I was standing about ten feet from the box in a thick steam. While there my comrade, George A. Kent, came to me from the roof of the Texas and asked me what was up. I told him that the boat had blown up, and if she did not catch on fire we were all right. Just at that moment the fire burst out where the chimneys had stood. I then told him we would have to swim or burn. I urged him to go with me to the Texas to see if we could obtain anything to swim upon. We started together, and that is the last I saw of him. I got two bed slats and went aft of the wheelhouse on the hurricane deck and witnessed the drowning of hundreds of men. I saw the stage plank go overboard, loaded with men, and go under with them. When it arose there were only two or three clinging to it. I kept my post aft of the wheelhouse until the fire forced me to jump. I at once swam away from the boat and would not let anyone come near me. By the light of the burning wreck I could see timber on the south or east bank, up the stream from me and I believed that I held my own against the current for over one hour when I discovered the boat was drifting and I was not going to the timber. I then changed my route and went with the current, 
and landed on an island three miles above Memphis, just at daylight, and fought mosquitoes until half-past ten o'clock when I was taken on board a steamer to Memphis. The next day I went down to the river and met Captain Carmer, and with him to New Albany, thence to see my parents in Kentucky. Was discharged on the 29th of May, 1865, at Indianapolis. Occupation, farming. Post office address, Wellington, Kansas. End of section 121